Welcome to the pod. Welcome to Country Fried Horror. If you hear the ta- the, the tiny little tippy tappies within this room, it's because it is storming outside and both of our dogs have decided that they must be with us. And therefore, um, we are apologetic about any extra noise. They are nuisances. Yes, they're... In their cute little ways. They are, they're a bit loud. The ladies are uh, little girls looking out the window right now, being a nuisance. Mm-hmm. And she knows she's supposed to be laying down, yeah. but she refuses. All she has to do is just lay down, but she just doesn't want to. She wants attention. Yeah, you can probably hear her hot breath now because <laughs> she's right in between us. <laughs> um, she's a golden retriever, and if any of you have golden retrievers, um, you know exactly how hard it is to get them to just like settle down and, and leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, especially right now. She just does not want to. She had to be in here, though. Mm-hmm. Barking at the door. <laughs> All right, anyway, guys, today we are reviewing... The Invitation. I'm Roby. I'm Dakota. Yep. Yeah. Today we're doing the Invitation. 2022. Yeah. Theatrical release movie. Yeah. Just watched mm-hmm. this one today. Yep. Just, again, like Freaky last night, or the, our last podcast, our Freaky podcast, um, we watched it and then recorded it right afterwards. It's been a few hours since we've seen The Invitation, but yeah, same day. That's a, yes. So it should come, the plot synopsis in our brain should come out pretty, pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, what is the rating? 5.3 on IMDb. Hmm, okay. Oh, you're going to say reserve your thoughts for that one? I sure am. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised by that, too. Uh, yeah, so The Invitation is a vampire movie, but they only say the word vampire once. Did you notice that? Did they even say it? Yeah, at the very end, um, the friend says it. Okay. It says vampire. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. right. That's the one. They only said it once, though. Uh, it was dire- uh, directed by Jessica M. Thompson who, um, yeah, is, you know, done a few things. It looks like she has directed some TV shows, like just some episodes and some short films and whatnot. So she's, she's uh, yet again, another female um, direct. Yeah, yeah, which is not only female-led, but female-directed, mm-hmm. which is cool, which uh, also was written by a woman, Blair Butler. Who, interestingly, looking at her filmography, she wrote uh, Hellfest, which I love that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah, I think that's a lot of fun. Um, she t- uh, wrote an episode of the show, the X-Men show Hellstrom that was on Netflix and canceled after uh, <clears throat> one season. And, um, and yeah, so so that's that's our writing and directing team. And that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the background info. Let's discuss our main cast. Okay, you want to talk about the you want to talk about these these characters? Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah, we so the characters. So we rounding out the cast is Natalie Emmanuel who play Emmanuel who plays Evie, <clears throat> um, who is in a, in a lot of stuff. She was in looks like Game of Thrones from 2013 to 2019. Uh, she was in some of the Fast and Furious movies. She was in Maze Runner. So she is no stranger to. Um, to pop culture. She's been in a bunch of stuff, you know. Um, so, yeah, she was our main character, Evie. And then you have Thomas Doherty, Darty, Doherty, uh, who played Walt. Is that his name? Walter. Mm-hmm. Who, what it looks like was in Descendants. Ooh. Uh, it was just in some, like, Disney stuff, which that's surprising to me. Um, can't. We, we, we saw the first Descendants, but not the second one. Yeah, so that's that's an interesting one. Uh, yeah. Any other characters you want to talk about? 
Uh, I guess not. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll get to others as we go through the synopsis. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah, so if you don't know, this movie is essentially a Dracula's Brides story. Which I was very intrigued by. Mm-hmm. I always, always, always uh, am excited to see a vampire <clears throat> movie. Yeah. I love it. I don't know what it is, and I'm unapologetic about it. I will pretty much watch anything for right. a vampire twist. Was really hoping that this would be a very cool, creepy take on the vampire brides. Um, I knew from the trailer that it was probably not going to be as good as I wanted it to be. Yeah. But after seeing something like Midnight Mass, mm-hmm. I really want to see a creepy vampire film as a movie in the movie theaters. For I think sure. that would be such a good experience and it could, you know, turn the tide of how vampires are going right now. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> it's just what I want and it's what I wanted. Uh, and it is not what I received. Yeah, spo- spoiler <laughs> alert, that is not what happens. Mm-hmm. You want to just jump in the plot? Let's go. So the movie opens on uh, a, a, actually a really nice Victorian mansion. Mm-hmm. The, the lighting's really nice. It, speaking of, you know, um, Midnight Mass, it reminded me of Haunting of Hill House. Like uh, some of Mike Flanagan's other mansion work. Like a lot of the coloring and just the way they he filmed, or she mm-hmm. uh, directed the um, these shots in the mansion. I, I thought that it looked, it was a strong start, in my yes. opinion. And we have the uh, butler, um, who we don't see his face, he's just in the shadows, uh, goes to, I think it's um, Emmeline, Emma, Emmeline, Adeline, I think that was her name, played by uh, Varag Barney, I think. IMDb doesn't have a lot of actors on here, but I'm, so I'm, I'm just going to assume this was who this was. But a woman, and the butler comes in her room and says you have to feed, you know, you have to, you have to eat. And, um... And the Emmeline basically like just push pushes him out of the way, mm-hmm. and uh, run, tries to escape the mansion. But there's too many people around, so instead she gets some piano wire and a bust, a statue bust, and uh, ties it around the. Uh, why does she take the bust with her specifically? Do you no, know? Boy. Yeah, so she takes the bust. Was and- it of her? Maybe I, I don't know. But she takes this bust and then she hang puts the piano wire around her neck. And then throws her over the banister, killing herself. Yes. Yeah, and the the uh, the bust falls and uh, crashes on the ground. But before that, she says, "This ends with me." Pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, it was. So uh, we get an intriguing beginning. It was an intriguing beginning. I liked the way it was shot. I was like, okay, like similar to again. I it, it surprises me, but doesn't surprise me that this was made by the same person who or written by the same person who wrote uh, Hellfest because that one also has a. It, it, that movie started in a similar way with, not a similar way at all, nothing alike, but just with, you know, cold open. But um, it just kind of evoked right away, like, the spooky Halloween feeling to me. So I was actually, right off the bat, like, oh, I like this already. Yeah, I was yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Cut to modern day <clears throat> New York. Mm-hmm. Um, we get kind of a gray style, um, you know, setting, just of New York in general. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of the shots here are very pretty. Yeah. A lot of these opening shots for the movie were very gothic style, and like the gothic architecture was great. A lot of the shots in buildings were like kind of shot upwards, yeah. so you could see these like grand ceilings. A lot of the the, sh- the direction was really well done, in my opinion. Yeah, like, like this movie was really shot well, was directed well. I will say it was very visually appealing. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was a very pretty movie. Definitely. Um, but that's where we meet our main character. Yep, that's where we meet Evie, who is uh, waiting um, 
it's just like a waiter at a party or something, mm-hmm. some kind of big fancy event, and she's walking around with a you know plate of um, beef beef something, and uh, she goes into the kitchen counting her tips with her best friend uh, Grace, played by Courtney Taylor, and uh, basically they're just you know tell sharing stories about how they were uh, sexually assaulted tonight. <laughs> Practically, yeah, yeah. And the boss, the their boss comes in and says, you know, s- some girls. And he said, in a very thick accent, I couldn't, at first I didn't understand what he said, but then I just kind of picked it, uh, you know, thought about it, and I was like, all right. He basically just says, like, you know, some girls would be grateful for this job or whatever, you know, some, some... There are plenty of other girls that would be grateful for this job. Right. And Grace, you know, ends up uh, saying that she had taken a goodie bag, and it has, like, some little wine in it, and a DNA test, one of those, like, 23andMe-style mm-hmm. DNA tests that... Um, Evie takes home with her, and she is an artist. She's, she's an artist, in her yep. apartment, sort like of pottery, like and molding stuff, right? clay. Yeah, she yeah. like does all kind of pottery. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's listening to <clears throat> a voicemail from her deceased mother, mm-hmm. um, just about how strong she is mm-hmm. and happy birthday and all these things. Uh, and we kind of get the notion that she is all alone. Yeah, yeah. She clearly doesn't, you know, her mom says something about her dad would be proud. So it's like the dad's not in the picture. While she's listening to the voicemail, we get a photo of um, her and her mom and her mom, you know, clearly has cancer or something. And when she goes to listen to the voicemail, it says one year ago. So it's implied that she has no parents. Um, uh, she is a very bleak, an adult oh, orphan. Very sad. very sad. Yeah. So because of this, because she doesn't feel like she has any family, um, which very sad. She doesn't, I guess. Yeah, technically. like she's got no siblings. Yeah, no, no, no parents. Yeah, she's not married. Like she's pretty much on her own. Right. So she takes this twenty-three and Me test or whatever, and uh, just to see if she can find some more of her family out there. And she goes to ship it off. And that night, while her uh, Grace or not that night, the next the next day or a week later, whatever, um, Grace comes over and they're like, you know, just drinking, kind of talking about you know, what the future holds or whatever. Um, Evie gets a message on the Ancestry Ancestry website from a dude named Oliver, Mm -hmm. played by Hugh Skinner. I almost called him Gabriel. Gabriel. (laughs) Back at, you're you're, uh, living in they slash them still. I guess so. (laughs) Uh, But Oliver uh, basically says, like, um, you know, love to have coffee with you. This is this. We're cousins. I'm your cousin from across the pond. He's from England. Uh, and, and he's quite white. Yeah, he's quite, quite, quite white. And um, Grace, you know, is skeptical about it. <laughs> she gives vibes like, um, and get out. Um, Chris's buddy and get out. Yeah, kind of like that kind of skeptical friend who's like, don't go, you know. Yeah, she's like, I've got three rules. And yeah. She's like, you got to... You know, talk to me every single day. Mm-hmm. Don't trust the men. Yeah, with goatees. Else, yeah. Um, so, uh, but Evie agrees and goes to meet with him for coffee. And she, he, you know, says all the right things. And um, and this is where a lot of the shots were cool, too. Because a lot of the shots, like you said, they would almost have the characters' heads halfway down the screen. So you could get a lot of the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Which I did like that. I liked... They did that a lot. We really get a grand, you know, scale of the yeah, like the characters and the, the scenery. Which they is cool. obviously did a lot of planning on like where these things would be shot and how they would be shot. Definitely. Um, 
because they wanted to show just this beautiful architecture. Right. And it paid off. off. I, agree. I was like, wow. Yeah, very, where is this place? I want to go there. For a low budget kind of screen gems horror movie, it again it's very visually very mm-hmm. visually pretty. Very yeah. nice. Um but so basically Oliver tells her that there's a big family, you know, uh wedding. One of their cousins is getting married in London and everybody would love to meet her. And Evie agrees and flies all the way to London to go uh, see her cousin she doesn't know get married. And this is where the, the rules come in because uh, Grace says, it's, take a picture of the license plate. Um, don't, tr- uh, don't trust men with goatees. <laughs> and then um, uh, follow, text me, me yeah, yeah. yeah before you go to sleep or, or something. Mm-hmm. Let me know when you're going to sleep. And uh, so Grace is... Um, taken by taxi to this beautiful mansion. Mm-hmm. Or does she is Oliver at the airport? I think Oliver's there. Oliver's, there, Oliver's yeah. there. Oliver picks her up, and they go off to. Um, oh, Penny Barrel. Yeah, the We're girl not playing ball right now. Yeah, the golden girl is back with her ball now. She's she, really she, like. I'm sure that the tip tapping is picking up because she has been all over this room, uh-huh. and I guess she was searching for her ball. So yep. now she's sharing it with me. Yep, she's like in hopes that she can lure me into a game. Yeah, let's just hope that she doesn't um, start, you know, tell, showing you her voice for the podcast because mm-hmm. you're not wanting. She's so loud. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they pull up to this beautiful mansion, and it is the for some reason all the characters on IMDb there's no last names, even though these characters' last names were said the whole time. Mm-hmm. So they pull up to Walter's family's mansion, or I guess it's his mansion. Yeah, and it's beautiful, it's big, and um, and Evie gets out of the car, and we also get to see all of these um, maids. What, what are you laughing at? Oh, Penny the dog. The The ball is back in your lap. She looks pitiful. She does look pitiful. This is when I wish we were video again, because this is a <laughs> video acting like we already were video. Video at all. She's looking up at me with the biggest, roundest puppy dog eyes you could possibly imagine. It's okay, girl. Maybe she'll get... Oh my goodness, she really wants you to play. Mm-hmm. We did go see this movie today. We've been busy. She dismissed us, clearly. Did oh, it, Penny? <laughs> Did it? Um, but we get to see all like these maids get out of the back of this van. I thought that was bizarre. It's like they and all they just... all have like numbers on their dresses. Yeah, like, which one, I, I two, was two, three, four, and five. I didn't notice that till much later. Really? Yeah, I didn't notice the numbers. Yeah, and I'll get when we get to the scene. I'll I'll explain my confusion. I was like, what? What the heck? Um, but yeah, all these maids get out, and Evie ends up bumping into one of them. Uh, knocking over a bunch of glass. So the like head butler, Mr. Fields, who was played by Sean Pertwee, who played, I think, Alfred in the Gotham TV show. Yes, uh, he played Alfred in Gotham. I was like, I, I know you. I know your face. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he comes up and he's harassing her immediately and just kind of rude to her. And she's sassy right back. She's like, you're not going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a guest here. Like, you don't treat people badly. Because mm-hmm. she's very nice to these to the maids and is helping them clean up the glass and um, asking what their names are and all that. So she's very kind. And Mr. Fields is not. He's yeah. a douche. She's just being like a nice, regular old person. Yeah, right. And he comes up with the biggest douchebag energy. Mm-hmm. like, and, and he's so snappy with her, too. She's like, well, it's not their fault. Right. I knocked into her mm-hmm. and bro- like broke the glass. And he cuts her off. And he's like, I don't care who did it. Right. Get it cleaned up, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And she's like, I'm sorry? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. 
Mm-mm. No, and that, that's when Walter walks up, who's the, 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 the lord of the house. And um, and he basically, uh, you know, tries to, you know, flirts with Evie and just kind of you know, tells Miss, Mr. Fields, like, who she is and all that. And, you know, that she, she is a guest of honor and all that stuff. So Mr. Mr. Fields is immediately embarrassed, you know, how these jerk characters love to do mm-hmm. that, you know. He's embarrassed and he's just like... Oh, my apologies. My apologies, ma'am. After he was already a jerk. Eat crud, yeah, sir. Eat crud and pass away bitch oh my god yes (laughs) um so then uh oliver comes up and is like oh you know i wanted to introduce you anyway so there's immediately some chemistry between evie and walter you Mm -hmm. know they're you know that's their that's our little romance um in the movie but she's still quite perturbed Mm, definitely true uh so evie is uh taken into the house um, to is, see her hot room. I just want to point out, this is like where she's standing next to Oliver, her cousin, who invited her here and mm. promised that he would be with her every step of the way. Mm-hmm. And this is like the last time we really see them together. Yeah, really. Oliver, like, he just like little passing converse like moments like, he paid for this whole trip mm-hmm. he was like don't worry you'll just have to put up with me the entire time right. you know it's gonna be great we're gonna get to know each other and the family and mm-hmm. all these promises and then like the movie just switches from her being there to find family to her finding love <laughs> flirting with this <laughs> random man yeah who's very rich right very rich mm-hmm. yeah I guess priorities. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, hey, she's, she's thinking, man, I, she, we already, you know, saw on her fridge the past due bills and stuff like that. So, yeah, so she's she's in a, a bit of a um, a dip. I don't think that she's plotting anything. No, I think definitely that she's not. just, like, Why not? intrigued by <laughs> Right. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so Evie is taken inside the house to, uh, to her room, and it's this beautiful, you know, big room, and she's also introduced her private um maid pretty much her private yeah. like yeah named miss swift played by carol ann crawford and yeah and this was like i was thinking like is this Your a cruise maid, they yeah said. is this a cruise like you got a stateroom uh what do they call that like you always have a somebody who this is the kind of person takes care of your room yeah mm-hmm. attendant attendant yeah this is the kind of person that you read about in books like especially historical romance books and things like that where it's like oh this is my lady's maid they like bathe me and they do my hair in the morning and you know all these things yeah absolutely oh my god my my apologies (laughs) off the rails it's getting crazy in here i just played a video on imdb i'm so sorry we have a dog scratching the floor (laughs) vigorously because she's just running in place Uh, for some reason right and i'm playing i'm playing videos (laughs) (laughs) i love this podcast Uh (laughs) but chaotic (laughs) Uh, (laughs) mania um, uh, mania but yeah it definitely is like very old school Mm -hmm. yeah very very old school many Um, things about this place are old school very true they have a bell system for service yeah yeah like literally (laughs) like like a cloth that you can pull on inside Mm -hmm. the room that will ding a bell Mm -hmm. in the in the like servants' quarters of yeah. the house, yeah, to uh, notify them that you need help. And let's just say Evie tugs it a little bit too much. <laughs> that's what, uh, that's not what she said. That's what he did. <laughs> um, but because uh, Miss Swift is like, stop it, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, please don't. 
Yeah, and like, I thought there was going to be some sort of follow-up as to why. Yeah, right. No. 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 Miss Swift was just annoyed. She was just very annoyed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then I think we from here we push on to the nighttime where um, Evie's getting ready for bed. She's FaceTiming with Grace on the phone. And then there's a knock at the door, and it's Walter, mm-hmm. who comes in to apologize for Mr. Fields' actions before. And he basically says, I hope you aren't offended. And she was like, I am. <laughs> yeah, she's very straight up. Yeah. She's just like, well, I was. She shoots from the hip, and he asks, you know, if there's a way they can start over, you know, have have a do a better first impression. And she's like, no, but we can have a good second impression. So just some flirting, just some back and forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's immediate just some chemistry there. Uh, she goes to sleep. Then the next morning, uh, she sleeps in a little bit too long because of the jet lag or whatnot. And uh, she goes to, like, the main room, and it's all her f- new family who are standing around. And we see Oliver, and Oliver, uh, you know, doesn't really introduce... Well, no, I think she does get introduced to, like, his uncle or something. Or, yeah, anyway. One of them. I yeah, know. and then, like, the great-grandfather or whatever, like, does a toast, and they're just... They're just it's a weird vibe. It's like the great-uncle mm-hmm. Alexander right. is their last name. And, yeah, and we learned... That basically the reason Evie, because Evie is, she's, she's, um, mixed. She's, you know, she's half black, half white, the assumption, I, I believe. Um, and this family is all very white. So, you know, they kind of tell her that their great, great grandmother or something was, um, uh, had an affair with the, like, um, some I forget the person, but it, it, you know, a, a, a common person or whatever you, you want to call that, and had a baby, and, um, and yeah, that's that's their that's her family, that's her side of the family. So she is also the only female, <laughs> only girl. Yes, like yeah. everybody else in her family is male. Mm-hmm. So they're very relieved, which for is some reason. Well, and it's funny because like they're acting like that's such a big deal, but I was thinking like, but men are the ones who. You know, in, in our culture, men, it's men's last name. So, in theory, you always hear, as long as there's a, a male, then it continues, right? But it's about the bloodline. Right. And our main homie, you know, the vampire guy. <laughs> Walter? Is, is into women, mm-hmm. so he needs a bride. Mm-hmm. But we don't know that yet. Yes, but I'm just answering your question. Oh, I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. But I will say, to your point, though... We still haven't met the bride and groom. She's still like, where are the bride and groom? Like, yeah, I'm here for this freaking wedding. Yeah, they're nowhere to be seen. Um, so I believe from here, and I know I'm going to get some of my, some of the the middle. The middle's always some of the hardest to remember. To, yeah, muddy to remember middle. all the details. Especially in a theatrical movie when we've only seen it once. Also, we, ha- I just want to say, we were sitting in a theater that had nobody else in it except <laughs> for three grown men. Yeah. One of which had to have been the grandfather. Yeah, he was so, he was so loud. <laughs> and they were so grotesque and nasty. <laughs> yeah. Like, I wanted to, one, protect uh, this woman on screen. Uh, and then, two, I considered to myself... I'm the only female in here. <laughs> I might need to leave. <laughs> yeah, they, they were, especially the older guy. He was saying some stuff, and he was so loud. Like, we, we, when we get in there, we have our popcorn, and, you know, they're already sat. We come into the trailers. The trailers end. The movie begins, and the older guy says, all right, I'm going to go get some popcorn. Yes. Why did you not get that? I've never heard anybody in the history of 
of seeing a movie and I get the popcorn swear, when it starts. I swear to God, and I am not <laughs> exaggerating. Every time she was on screen and, he, and the guy, Walt, walks into the room, this old man was like, why hasn't he fucked her already? Yeah, literally. That's the kind of people these guys and, were. And like very loudly. That's a direct quote from him. That's a, <laughs> yeah. it, he said it so many times. He did. Yeah. It was it was disturbing. When they finally do have sex in the movie, he's like, I can't believe this. He <laughs> yeah. was like, one whole hour for this scene, blah, uh-huh. blah, And I was like, did he think he was coming into a porn? Yeah, like literally. It's PG-13. Literally, so. at one point, Grace says, what the frick? You know, like, it's clearly a PG-13 horror movie. Um, so I'm just like, what did you think you were getting he into? Like, he was like, <laughs> like, can you get some head or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And this dude, for, again, he gets the popcorn and he's older. So, like, he... he... was practically squealing like a pig <laughs> yeah. as he was going up the freaking stairs. Yeah. He couldn't breathe. He could not breathe. Like, when he got his popcorn, he went and sat, like, on the front row because he didn't want to walk up the stairs. But then he he eventually, like, ten minutes later, decided to venture up the stairs. And, yeah, it, it was a struggle. <laughs> this movie was the most exciting thing that's happened to him in a long time. We, we were talking about it. And for, like... There was no one in this theater. Not it was just us and these three guys. Why'd they sit at the top? <laughs> he he sat at the struggle. very top, yeah. and he almost had a stroke getting up yeah. there. <laughs> I'm just like, who picked those seats? For y'all? Probably yeah. him. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway. Um, so yeah. So this happens, and you'll, you'll have to help me with some of the details because I'm I'm fuzzy on. What happens after this? So she meets the whole family, and then is it nighttime again? Or does it, does she have another scene I, with Walter? I believe it is nighttime again. Okay. I believe she comes out for some water, and that's yes. where we see the maids lined up downstairs. Right. And the head butler is there with them, and he's like waiting on um, a special assignment to go into the locked library because yeah. the library is off limits to everyone. Mm-hmm. It's being remodeled, he said, um, mm-hmm. which we know not is not true. Um, right. And the bell downstairs rings twice. Yeah. So he goes, all right, number two, you're going to go clean the library. Tonight. See, and I was confused by this. This is where I was, I didn't, I didn't catch the number thing. Because I, when it just, when the one, when that, when he said two, I assumed he meant two of you mm-hmm. go into the library and the other go to bed. But I, so I was confused why only one went in. I'm like, what? I'll give this a scene. All of the, I don't know what, I don't know what the direction was here because all of the ner- all the nurses mm-hmm. all of the maids looked terrified yeah like they looked like there was this foreboding air they did mm-hmm. not want to go into the library right right definitely all of a sudden you know obviously our our main girl is upstairs watching this happen mm-hmm. um she watches where they get the key from the library and then the her um lady's maid comes up to her and we see this shadow figure. Oh yeah, behind behind her, her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and it's this big looming like nails. And you didn't see it; it was like crawling on the wall mm-hmm. for a minute. And you yeah. didn't see any of that. A lot of the scenes were very, very dark. Yeah, very dark and blurry in the background. Yeah. Um, and then we get the jump scare because the lady's maid is standing right in front of her, and she's like, "You've got to go back to your room. It's not safe in the dark." Right. You know, which we don't get an explanation for. Mm-hmm. So anyway, she does. She goes back to her room, and we get. A different POV. Mm-hmm. It is no longer, you know, just following 
Evie, yeah, Evie. Following it's the maid. following the maid now. Which I liked. I thought this was a good scene. There was like, she was listening to a song on her iPod or whatever, iPhone. And that's where my confusion was because I was like, the nurses, or the nurses, the maids all looked so scared. Yeah. And she, including her. And, she and then she just in goes calmly. in there calmly and like plugs her headphones in mm-hmm. and she's like singing along to it. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, what? Music therapy, I guess. You could chalk it up to <laughs> musical therapy. She acted like two different people like i was like wait i'm so confused by the direction in these two scenes yeah. it's like they told them all right look kind of scared right in this scene and then the next they were just like yeah you're just bopping along you're good you're cleaning just... a library right in the dark and they kept she trying does. to light candles and they kept blowing out mm-hmm. yeah but she did she was very calm she's singing along to the song and then the uh, she hears a noise, takes off her, her headphones, and uh, the, what is it, the sousaphone or whatever, the record player starts playing an older song, which mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for that. I love an older song being featured in a movie. Mm-hmm. And then, kind of off screen, I think she, she like, looks up and um, something attacks her mm-hmm. in the night. Yes. Um, and I actually think this scene is before the party, or, like, the, her meeting all her family. Because I remember... Uh, she meets with the when she's in the party. She once again talks to the the her the one of the maids that she met. So yeah, so that happens then, and then after that scene, we get a scene. Mister Fields takes two of the other maids and has them go into the cellar because mm-hmm. they are um, uh, uh, going to and this so this is like right after each other, you know, right there together. And the two of them go into the cellar to get some wine or something, and they're. Uh, and a similar scene, there's like one of them is like puts his, her hand on the other maid, mm-hmm. which was uh, which this was well shot because then they had another hand came down from like the ceiling and like grazed her ear and so you know, yeah, um, mm-hmm. it was creepy. It was creepy. It was it was well done. And then that's when uh, we see which you assumed we see like this hulking shadow figure you assumed was you know the dracula or whatever i was know. like that's got to be walt like this must be what he really, he really looks, looks like. like yeah yeah uh no yeah and we don't really ever get an explanation for these no we don't no which was sickening to me i, I was know. like are you for real yeah, because we... they look like it this creature is like this big black shadow creature that looks mm-hmm. like grotesque the nails are super long it looks kind of grayscale. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I can't yeah. wait for the grand reveal of this. Yeah. It never happens. No, they, they never, throughout this entire movie, they never show us. We see fangs, but that's it. <laughs> okay, so we get this scene between the two maids. Mm-hmm. One maid has her arm stuck by, like, something, mm-hmm. right? We're, con- we're assuming that it's another one of these monsters. The She looks back at the other maid to ask for help and sees this hulking figure behind her mm-hmm. and tells her to, like, turn around and look. The other girl looks up at it, has this terrified look on her face, and then looks back at the other maid, says her name, and then just, like, disappears. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't look scared when she turns around and says her name at all. No, it's every most of, that, most of the kills and all are, are off screen, which is, eh. It was so weird. Yeah. I was like, who in their right mind would do that? But I was actually, believe it or not, still on board with the movie at this point. I still liked it. And that's it's probably red. a... For me, it started to, uh, I was like, oh, oh no. Yeah, I think after the maid started getting picked off, that's when I definitely started being like, okay, they're, um, because after this, and we'll, we'll get to this, it, like, we, we have kind of a pretty fast-paced first 
30 minutes mm-hmm. and then it just kind of dips <laughs> and yeah. we will uh yeah so we, we will uh, discuss that and th- that's when i re- i know that it dipped because i start to forget again the way things happened there's these like whimsical sort of scenes between evie and walt mm-hmm. um where we're just kind of lost in this point of view from her mm-hmm. of like everything is so beautiful here and like he's so great right and he's buying me these fancy dresses. Yeah, because she goes to her room and there's a dress from him mm-hmm. uh, to wear. Uh, basically an apology and he, dress. he leaves these like kind notes mm-hmm. for her and stuff like that. Right. And he and she's telling her friend like, oh, he you know left me this dress. And her friend's like, that's pretty big uh, gesture, right. you know, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, I hated all those scenes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really don't care. Like, I, yeah. The whole mission of you coming to England and going to this wedding was to be around your family. To know, learn about your family. Learn about your ancestry. And we have no clue about anybody. Mm-hmm. Like no, She spends no you, time with her family at all. Totally lost focus on why you were here. Right. And everything has become about this random man. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who gives a crap about him? <laughs> like, Yeah. He wasn't intriguing. Oh. There was nothing about him that was great except for he had a nice voice. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? And yeah. she was just so enamored by him. Well, is the, I could be wrong, but isn't a, vampires? Don't they have? Isn't that part? Of, they have that um, like compulsion. Compulsion. That's yeah. that's a thing that is in vampire lore, um, in certain you know vampire lore. Mm-hmm. But that's the other thing about this was it was breaking a lot of vampire lore. These vampires can walk in the sun. That's true. You know they don't have that's any true, issues yeah. with with that kind of stuff. So. We don't really get a set defined set of rules mm-hmm. for these vampires. They no. just are vampires, right. and that's one of the reasons that well, I didn't like it being a vampire. Movie. When we do get some lore, uh, lore later, which we'll, we'll talk about then, because I remember if you didn't know the ending of this movie, they take the lore, their own lore and just kind of run with it, and we'll we'll talk about that. Okay, but, yeah. yeah. But she gets this dress and she uh, puts it on and she goes outside to they're having like a big outdoor party and uh the mr mr fields like introduces her as uh evie alexander or whatever which i think that was the their last name mm-hmm. um so it changed her name and she was like and announced her to the whole party so she was completely caught off guard she goes up to you know oliver and she's like that was awkward. You know, like, yeah, I didn't expect that. that. Yeah. And then he introduces them to, or introduces the crowd. To the to Maids of Honor. The Maids there of Honor. There are two of them. Yeah. Victoria and Lucy. Victoria was played by Stephanie Cornelison. Not going to, I'm going to say that once and not again. <laughs> and then Lucy was played by Alana Bowden. Um, so, yeah, Alexander, uh, Victoria and Lucy. Um, and, yeah, introduces them as the Maids of Honor. They come up to Evie. Uh, introduce themselves to her. Uh, Lucy's very pretty nice. Uh, Victoria very bubbly, is very not. nice. Victoria <laughs> yeah. is standoffish and catty mm-hmm. and clearly jealous of something. Yeah. And um, Evie and Evie's is, like, Evie's like well, I don't have time for it. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she Which, just like walks. Away. I like that. She's like, I don't know you. I don't care. You mm-hmm. know, and she so she's like, "Nice to meet you, Lucy." Looks at Victoria and just walks to the bar. <laughs> at which point, the old man in our theater was like, "Ooh!" <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Okay, he cares about the gossip, the like, the uh, this he did weird like tension that. between these two girls, mm-hmm. and then whether or not they get down to business. Yeah, every time Evie was sassy, yeah, he mm-hmm. was like, "Oh, yeah." <laughs> I wanted to protect her with my life. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> oh my uh, god, just keep this man away from her. Um, and then uh, Walt comes out as introduced. Again, still no uh, uh, 
groom and bride. Still yeah. no bride and groom. Yeah, uh, just Walter is introduced, walks right over to Evie at the bar. Grabs the champagne just, out of her hand. Yeah, and just takes her hand. And she's like, what are you doing? Kind of aggressively. Kind of aggressively, like, yeah. takes it away and yeah. puts it down. And she's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, it's customary that I have the first dance. Which is like, huh? You know, like, why? Like, Bitch, you could ask. Yeah, this isn't... Not only are you not related to any of these people, this is the only thing... The only reason you're here is because this is your house, mm-hmm. you know? So it was like, why do you have to have the first dance? Just like, okay. Um, and he, they end up dancing, and then he takes her to some, like, secret room or place or whatever um, where they uh, are flirting, you know, just kind of talking back and forth. And that he, like, again, like, he, he has that almost annoying confidence, you know, and she calls him out on that at times, because he says, like, um, oh, yeah, she, she basically is, like, they're both orphans, we learn that he's an, uh, an adult orphan as well, and she says that Charles Dickens would have a field day writing, you know, about them, and he says, like, um, uh, yeah, but Charles Dick, Dickens wouldn't like writing about me because I have no redeeming qualities, <laughs> and it was, like, Okay. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. was like, stop trying to write yourself like that. You're yeah. not that person. Blah. I'm like, you don't know him. Yeah, like, okay then. Yeah. If somebody tells you they have no redeeming qualities, run the other <laughs> right. way. Right. Because it's probably true. It's probably true for People sure. like to brag about themselves. Uh-huh. Not turn you away from them. I know, right? Especially this <laughs> Those guy. sort of facts. Yeah, and after he says that, he immediately is like, kiss me or something like that. Like, I would, you know, it's just very... Uh, when are you going to kiss yeah, me or something? Yeah, very pushy. Like, ooh. And she's like, who says that I want to kiss you? Uh-huh. And then um, they're clearly leaning in, you know, to kiss yeah. each other. And fireworks start going off. Mm-hmm. And it was a kind of great Gatsby-style scene. Yeah. Very pretty. Mm-hmm. But I was just like, Bleh. At yeah. this point, I'm like, there's nothing about Walt that I like. Yeah. I would, It would have been so much better, um, either one, for him to just be not even mostly in it. Yeah. Um, and just be this shadow man that she's sort of afraid of. And, like, yeah. boom, boom, boom. She ends up having to marry him at the end or whatever. Or for it to just have really focused on these creepy brides. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, instead, we get this weird tryst with uh, Walt and Evie yeah. that I just couldn't stand because I didn't like him in the first place. Right. <laughs> um so they kiss, and then Evie goes back to her room and um, wakes up the next morning with uh, a text message from Grace, a million text messages from Grace, who is just like, clearly, like, where Freaking are you? Out. You she haven't been you. responding, which I don't know why Evie was ignoring her. Uh, I don't think she was ignoring her. I just, she was um, too distracted by Walt. Uh, and then the bra- the braids, the uh, maids of honors come in, Victoria and Lucy, and basically are like, put this robe on. It's a spa day. So then they uh, take her down to, which this also is confusing. So I'm like, okay, I understand she's like the only other girl there, but it just is like, why is she involved in not these only festivities? that, but she's not putting two together, two no. and two together. Like these are the maids of honor. Mm-hmm. They hung out with her the night before. Now they've come into her room first thing in the morning, and it's like it's, they're like, it's our spa day. Mm-hmm. Like, get ready, it's our spa day. Like they've scheduled this right. for her. What? Mm-hmm. I don't know you. Right. Like, at what point do you just start saying, oh, no, thanks? <laughs> right. You know? Like, uh, pass. Yeah, and, and they go down to the um, to the spa, and it's very nice. Like, cool. I love the little pool in the middle. 
and uh, Victoria just uh, takes her robe off and just we get to see a little booty. Yeah, some swimming naked action, and, which made uh, me immensely uncomfortable knowing those horn dogs behind yeah, me were just right? like probably fapping off. <laughs> yeah, all three of them in a row. Um, and then they are uh, Lucy and uh, Evie are getting their their fingers done. But first of all, this was never explained. When they come into the spa, there's like seven other women who are yeah. with like face masks on and immediately just leave when they get and there. And we're not talking about COVID face masks. No, like the like spa masks. Like they l- also live in the house. I was thinking, are these supposed to be his brides? Like who, what? I still don't who understand. Yeah, who are these women? Um, and they sit down and they get manicures and all the while, Victoria is kind of egging Evie on and saying, you know, like, um, did, did he tell you about us? All this stuff, and she's, you know, like, well, no. Or um, uh, yeah, if there so, was something to be told, I'm sure he would say. Yeah, it. yeah. So then, what when she gets what did he, she says something specifically that eggs her on enough to like turn around. The and, correct response would have been, no. Why don't you tell me about it? Right? Why? Who are because, you? Because like, good question. Who are any of you people? Yeah, I don't know anybody here. Why, why is she defending this man that she met like three days ago? And where's the bride and groom? <laughs> Where are the bride and groom? Uh, we keep having these parties and there is no bride yeah, and groom. We keep having these events and nothing's happening. Here I am hanging out with the maids of honor, having a spa day, which <laughs> yeah. is something that you do like the day before a wedding. Right, with the bride. The bride should be there, yes, right? Yes, and there is no bride. <laughs> um, yeah, and she something... Uh, she, Victoria says something specific that kind of makes her turn around, and she gets her cuticle cut, uh, so she's bleeding, and Victoria gets out of the pool and just, like, sucks the blood off her finger. I'm sure those dudes were like, <gasps> like, mm. man, boned up for that scene. Chubbed up for real Chubbed good. up. Yeah, they were just imagining, tell, telling the director just to lower the camera just a bit. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> on those, on those, that naked body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but again, this is PG-13. No PG-13 titties horror. in this movie. No titties, only a little bit of ass. And uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so anyway, so I, I think, I know we get a scene, it might have been before this, and I think it was before this, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, yeah. Is it? Yes. Yes, we missed it. The sleeping, the part where she's asleep? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. she gets scared? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought that was before, because then, oh, yeah. So, yeah, we uh, right before this scene, the night before... Uh, Evie wakes up and there's like something above her bed and like some, some, she starts seeing some shadows and all that. Well, there's a canopy above her bed and mm-hmm. something's crawling on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with these long ass fingers. Yeah. And she, so she rightfully panics and, uh, <laughs> and gets under the bed and the dog is back with the ball. I don't want this girl. It's been about 20 minutes and she's like, all right, time to try again. <laughs> Get out of here, girl. And, um, and she... Uh, ends up, she's back and coming to my lap. Go ahead over there. Um, so, yeah, so she gets under the bed, and then... <laughs> she's, like, under the bed, waiting for something to, like, peek in at her, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. we see a, um, we a see sheet. The, yeah, the sheet pull, is pulled is up. Get, getting pulled up, and she's, like, hyperventilating underneath there. And then all of a sudden, she gets dragged backwards, and she pops out from under the bed... And it's Walt. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? Like, And she's, you know, freaking out. She's like, there's something in here, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he checks everything. He's like, you're fine. Like, you know, it's all good. And he's like, I can, uh, I can stay until you fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. 
in which case the they the were really hooting and hollering in the background. That, that, that's when they started saying, it's been an hour. <laughs> yeah. And they still haven't fucked yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so he does. And yeah, and then she wakes up, finds a letter from him, and he, she puts it under the blanket. Yeah, that's when the spa day happens. But after the spa day, what happens? Uh, spa day's over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. Because the next scene, I don't, I'll be honest, I, I think I just started to check out a little bit, because uh, it just was very long um and well okay so the the key is that she sleeps with walt but not that scene right but she does is that that's what you're saying so maybe it's the next scene maybe i don't know something happens in which case they finally sleep together yeah right i say finally as if it's been more than three days yeah um according to those guys it was a full hour between it's a whole hour and these two aren't fucking yeah i can't believe my money bag not even fellatio (laughs) (laughs) i ain't Uh, even seen a titty in here (laughs) (laughs) but anyway so they you know screw around and the next morning or no it's not even it's like that afternoon, he's like, we got to get ready for the party tonight. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, is it that time already? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, unfortunately. And she's like, you know, where's the bride and groom? And he was like, maybe we should have a double wedding. Just kind of like switches. The <laughs> yeah. After maybe we the, should yeah. have a double wedding. Yeah. Which is something real weird for somebody to say. Like, you've known her how long? And you guys have slept together once. And he's like, I'm going to marry this bitch. Right. And yeah, he's like, immediately pre-proposes right there in bed. She's like. Yeah, okay. Ha. Ha ha. I accept. She says it jokingly. Yeah. And uh, that was... She just signed her life away. Yeah, he gets up and he's like, cool. You know, like, I, I, I'm going to leave you a dress and I'll see you at dinner tonight. And she's like, you know I was joking, right? And then he just kind of smiles at her. He's like, okay, see you later. <laughs> and then she... Uh, Can I ignore you said that? Yeah, Bye. right. And she they go to dinner or they... Uh, we see, you know, this, this, uh, all this food. <laughs> this is where there's like duck and all this different food. And the guy behind us was like, "Ugh, I hate duck." <laughs> and he's just so aggressive for no reason. He said something about it stinking. <laughs> yeah, duck stinks. <laughs> and again, we're the only people in this theater. And he just was—he was like making barfing noises. Yeah. Back this is a rowdy yeah. old man. This is a rowdy old man. Too much. Um, and yeah, so so. Evie comes in. First of all, all the people at the table are in masks. And uh, Evie arrives in this red dress, and she has a mask on as well. She goes, and she sits down at the head of the table. And Walter is like, you know, glad you could join us. This, this, this. And uh, she's like, where are the bride and groom? Like, I'm so confused. And uh, then Walter gets up and is like, time for a toast. (laughs) And this is where he announces to all the people that... uh, they are going to be married. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's agreed to marry me. Yeah, she's agreed to marry me. And then Victoria says something along the lines of, I was getting terribly bored. Mm-hmm. And he's like, let's have a drink. And they grab a maid mm-hmm. and just slit her throat. Yep. Right it's... in front of Evie, mm-hmm. who is freaking out. Like, oh, yeah. Like, they... As soon as he yeah. said, she's agreed to marry me, she like grabs his arm and she's like, wait, hold on. Yeah. No. Stop. Like, what are you doing? And this scene was shot well, too, because the way that they do the camera and just some of the zoom effects and all that was like, I could could feel her panic and Mm -hmm. her her anxiety. But then when, you know, they kill the lady right in front of her, she really starts uh, Mm -hmm. hyperventilating. Everything is sort of blurring in and out. Yeah, for sure. And she's just like, 
in shock. Mm-hmm. And I she's like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. And she starts mumbling to herself. Yeah. Like, I have to go. Well, and this is also where we learn, um, we learn that before Walter... Um, before Walter uh, uh, announces, well, after he announces their love, before he says, let's do a drink, they, um, he tell, he basically says that the three families here uh, all have given me a bride, and the Alexander family are the only ones that hadn't given him a bride. So basically... The, Since theirs died. S- s- yeah, right, exactly, yeah. S- their deal essentially was um, that for... And, for protection, he gets a bride. And I'm just like, what kind of protection is he giving them? So, this is what I was getting from it. Mm-hmm. Once they exchange blood, the entire family becomes, like, immortal. Is that true? I, that sounds... I didn't Yeah, that's that. what I was getting. Oh, okay. Is that, like, they all... I don't know. But I was having some, like, weird... Maybe that was just what I was getting from it, and yeah. I was getting something wrong. Because... I don't know. Yeah, I, really I think don't. I don't know either. Uh, so, like you were saying, after that, she freaks out and tries to leave. But um, Lucy and Alec, uh, Victoria, uh, I keep wanting to call her Alexander. Lucy and Victoria end up taking because they are his other brides. They're his other brides, so it will be the three of them. Mm-hmm. And they end up taking her to this um, crypt room, pretty much with some coffins and all that. And this is where we get a lot of exposition. <laughs> like well, first. He really slams himself into her for a minute. Yeah, yeah. Like, because she's like, I gotta go. And she runs up to the door and she's like, let me out, you know, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And he, like, runs up and slams her into the door and spins her around. And he's like, you're embarrassing me. Oh, yeah, right. Totally different version of this guy right. than well, what we've seen previously. Acting like, yeah, this is this was the plan and you were aware of it from the mm-hmm. beginning, right? Yeah. yeah. And then they end up, like, putting a bag over her head and that's when they take her to, like, the crypt room. And Victoria and Lucy just give us a lot of exposition, like... And this is where... Okay, so pretty much, if I can remember correctly, when they get married, she will first drink his blood and she then gets his strength. Mm-hmm. She gets turned into a vampire. She gets, well, half vampire. She, but to for the full vampire to become, he has to drink her blood. And then when that happens, then she can live forever. So it was like, they have to drink each other's blood for the full transfer. So that's where they created so their own I got lore. that not only can she live forever, it was everybody can live forever. Mm, yeah. Like, I, like, it had to be the, the whole family. They were saying that, like... There's something special about their blood, um, like mm. the, th- the four families coming together. That could be true, yeah. And they would be unstoppable. once yeah. she solidified it, then all four of them, as a unit, create this thing where everybody's immortal. Right. Regardless, this was extremely complicated. It and, was. But the, and it, the, it'll, in the finale, it comes back kind of why... And we'll, we'll get to that when we get there. But basically, she drinks his blood, she gets his power because she gets to be his, like half a vampire mm-hmm. she he drinks her blood then and then they also told her but when he dies you lose that power pretty much um so again creating their own vampire lore and they victoria lucy you know tells her like i was really good friends with your grandma like uh or uh, with your great grandma whatever um, we learned that Victoria has been his, her, um, Walt's wife, good God, for 500 years. Lucy's only been, uh, his wife for a hundred years. And then they put, uh, Evie in a coffin and like start hammering it in. So she's like 
behind you know the coffin screaming and then the next <clears> shot <throat> is miss what's her name again miss swift, swift yes uh coming to let her out and she's basically uh just sending her on a rescue mission. She's on a re- rescue mission. Yeah. Tells she her knows to she's going to get killed for this. Mm, yeah. But she's like, I was good friends with your grandmother. Yeah. And this isn't what she would have wanted. Right. Yeah. And so she lets her go. And Evie successfully is able to get away. She ends up finding bodies of some of the other maids. And um, and she ends up get locking uh, Mr. Fields in this broom after he kills the... Miss Swift. So Miss mm-hmm. Swift is killed. Uh, but Mr. Then, Fields is the butler, by the way. Yes. And then um, Evie ends up running, getting a, f- far enough away uh, to where she runs into a town. And then she uh, is let an old lady, she uh, convinces an old lady to let her in the house to call the cops. And the old lady gives her some tea. And, of course, this these, this family is uh, connected to to Walter, so she uh, ends up throwing the tea in the old man's face, but a woman has a fight and, like, bang, knocks her over the head with, like, a porcelain doll. She sure does. Yeah. So, uh... But we see them in a photo mm-hmm. of, um... It's almost like a black and white photo. Mm-hmm. It's an older... Yeah. Of them with, you know, the vampires and stuff like that mm-hmm. at the house, which is what led me to believe that this immortality thing is true. Yeah, you're probably right. And they have right. aged because Emily died. Yeah, that could be the true. The grandmother. Yeah, I don't... Were they... Were they, were they related to the Alexanders? I don't know. Because they were Harker. That was their last name, was Harker. So I don't, I don't maybe know. Maybe they were part of one of the other families. Or maybe, maybe they just well, who knows? worked it, with... It doesn't matter. Yeah. Had a black and white photo first. That lore is so confusing. Because I do remember... The only reason I noticed was the... Um, the the lady specifically in the photo was younger because they mm-hmm. de-aged her for the photo because the Photoshop wasn't very good. I remember noticing that. Um, so, yeah, I have no clue. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, we're close about this. If you know, let us know. Well, this is the lore. They, sometimes, sometimes it works when they try to create their own, you know... It would have worked if they'd been setting it up the entire time and we'd had enough time to It was like just like a lot out. of exposition right there. Yeah. At, at the Instead, end. they went on this whimsy trip for like almost an hour long mm-hmm. before we ever got to anything vampirish. Right. Well, and again, they never say it. Like, so the next scene, uh, Evie wakes up in a room with Walter and one of the maids who's like tied up and she's, you know, um, bleeding out. And Walter, this is where Walter kind of says, like, some called me not Nosferatu, you know, some call me, what do you Strigoi. say? Yeah, like, uh, then some, uh, some dragon, some kind of, like, sun dragon or something like that. Um, and, uh, so, but he, everything but vampire. <laughs> and, uh, this, he just gets some, some of that exposition there as well. And then he basically just tells her the deal, like, you know, you're gonna get, inherit money, it's much better than what you'd, uh, you have nobody, you know, what are you, what are you gonna do? And uh, he ends up sucking the blood out of the maid's, like, leg or something. Mm -hmm. And she ends up, what, passing out or something? And when she comes to, she's in a wedding dress at the altar, right? Standing up. Yeah, standing up at the the altar. I was like, uh, anybody want to explain this? Because this Looney Tunes style cut here just didn't make sense to me. She's standing up, walking down the aisle when Mm -hmm. she comes, when we get... 
the scene of her coming to. And when I say coming to, like, it starts off blurry. Like, right. she's just opening her eyes. Yeah. Like, so she just blacked out. It. <laughs> Why yeah. was she standing up? Like, mm-hmm. like, not only standing up, but walking. Uh, but she walks up to the altar, and the priest guy, you know, uh, asks him, you know, it's very quick. This The ending is quick. Yes. Uh, and he just says, basically, you know, do you take Evie? And he says yes. And then she gets to Evie. He gets to Evie and says, do you take him to be your husband? And she thinks about it, and she hears her grandmother's words, which she didn't ever hear her grandmother say this. I guess it's some kind of psych, psych, um, psychic vision. I don't freaking <laughs> know. Just basically the grandma, this ends with me. Yeah. So she says, yes, I do. And she sucks the blood out of, uh, out of Walter and just, just so she can get that strength. And then when she goes to, um, uh, feast on the maid, who's also there, uh, she uses her strength to knock all the candles over to cause a big fire and takes like some kind of stake and stabs Walter right in the chest with it. And I was did not expect it to go that fast. Mm-hmm. And then he just like starts aging immediately. So yeah. like he's done. He turns into like a rosy toasty little old man. Yeah. And Victoria and Lucy come up and they're like freaking out because now she has his strength. Um, and all the families run out, and Oliver is like, please don't hurt me, you know? This, she sets this. fire to the whole bitch. Yeah, the whole, yeah, everybody, yeah. So then she starts running out, and, uh, Victoria starts chasing her, and, um, and Victoria, t- they, there's just a full-on vampire, vampire fight in the, the lobby, and... I swear I thought it was gonna get cool. I know, and Victoria's... I was like, finally, we're getting some action with, like, she's a bride now. Mm-hmm. Like, she's got the powers. Well, and that's what we, a cool fight. She has half the powers. Because this is where Victoria says, like, you're a halfling. You know, like, you're not a full. Because uh, Walter didn't take suck on her blood. So she did, she doesn't, she's not a full vampire. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a halfling, yeah. And, um, and that's when Lucy comes in and, like, scratches Victoria on the back. And they start having a, a vampire fight. And Lucy ends up throwing both of them into, like, the sword. So it impales both of them. And they just, like, dust away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't understand that. but Yeah, there was never any scenes, really, between them and Walt. Uh-uh. Um, there was just all. one scene between Walt and Victoria. Which Where they, like, yeah, he's like, don't ruin bit. this for me. Mm-hmm. Like, don't be this jealous hoe right and you know ruin this for all of us i'm serious right and there's no there's no love there Mm-mm. like there's no romance between any of them it doesn't look like um but in this dying moment in which case lucy kills the both of them victoria like holds her face and you can tell that they love each other yeah. not romantically necessarily no. but like you know right well, a hundred years At they've least been together. Friends. Yeah. Penny is also agreeing with me because you might be able to hear her panting into the microphone. Yeah, yeah. It's a wild night for for this. Yeah, little she is very, girl. very. She wants to be on this podcast so bad. And <laughs> yeah, this is officially featuring Penny. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah. So then they both like dust away, and uh, of course, as you'd expect. Uh, does the does the butler come in? Right, the butler ends up coming in. What happened? She just burped in my face. It stinks so bad. Disgusting. Oh, it's Missy. awful. Disgusting. I never um, smelled a dog burp like that. Ew! Get out of here. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> so Walter, 
This is where Mr. Fields comes in, right? And he starts trying to attack her, but because she's a vampire and she's uh, she kills him. Yeah, he gets his ass tossed. And then... Then she does this weird loop around the house. Okay, she's back upstairs all of a sudden. I don't really know why. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's kind of walking oh, yeah, casually. Right. And then on on the stairway, as she's going back down the stairs to where she just was, on the stairway, on the wall, we get this, like, creepy old man is crawling on the wall. And I was like, who is this? Yeah, you and I both were like, is there another vampire in this family we Ew. didn't know about? There's only three vampires that we know about. Right, yeah. Um, so it, then he jumps on her, and it ends up being Walter, who is aged up, who did not die from the stake. And, like, this, they, he barely, they barely scuffle. He, she just ends up being able to kind of knock him over and then kick him into the fire so he burns. And then all of her powers recede. Mm-hmm. Yep, So she, which is, I've never seen that happen to a vampire before because she didn't die, which they established that in the fight. Because she was still bleeding and stuff. So she wasn't a full... Again, she's a halfling. Um, so yeah, so her, she has no more powers. She's fine. And that's it. She goes out of the burning house. And uh, next thing you know, she, she is back in New York. I think it said one month later. Mm-hmm. She We follow <clears throat> Oliver, who is going to... Is, so maybe we're back in London. Maybe her and Grace are in London. Because they... He go, Oliver is walking around and he goes to their, their uh, real estate office because he's a realtor and then we see Grace and uh, Evie standing outside of it or across the street and basically I'm like are they setting up a sequel because she was like now we're just going to kill them all pretty much yeah. <laughs> like that her she was just her new mission in life is just to kill all of the other the family you know all the families mm-hmm. <laughs> all the guests at the party yeah yeah which is odd yeah and that's the invitation like why do you need to at this point, there's nothing for them to do. All the vampires are gone. Yeah, they're de- they're done for. Yeah, I don't know. She doesn't have powers, so they're just she's just gonna risk her life and go to jail. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, anyway, it, that was the whole movie. That was the invitation. Um, yeah, I was so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. To get our thoughts out there, very slow. Very. It um, felt like my. It felt like. It was the length of the Lord of the Rings. I know. Except for the Lord of the Rings is awesome. Yeah. But this it, is not. Right. An hour and 45 minutes. It should have shaved off 15, at least 15 minutes. This should have been one of those 80 minute movies, an mm-hmm. hour 20. Because it just, I remember, I was like, because I feel like it started strong. There was a lot of, not strong, but I liked it at first. But man, once they, when it focused, when all the maids were killed, and then it just only focused on the, their love story. And we are literally, even while we're saying it, it's like she's in her bedroom. And then she's talking to one of the people. And she's in her bedroom. And then she's talking to another one of the person. I'm just like, that is not how you do a second act. Like, it was just so slow. It's like it didn't know if it was a romance or a horror movie or a yeah. mystery or what. Right. Like, there were some great jump scares. Yeah. But there was never any conclusion to them. Mm-hmm. We never get to see, like, the brides attacking people. No. Um, the brides get- did nothing. Yeah, we well, we can just assume that yeah, it was them the killing the maids yeah. the entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can assume maybe that they were the ones that were locked into the library for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. I thought they were... When they said that the library was off limits and it was locked for everybody, I thought like, oh, they've trapped the brides in there so that all these humans will be safe. I thought this was going to be a monster movie. Yeah. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was like they were hella in control of themselves. Completely. Like, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They never even did that. I don't they know. weren't even scary. It was mm-hmm. like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just couldn't stand it being a vampire movie. It was there was no purpose for them to be vampires, really, aside from like 
the I don't know the fear factor well, of you're going to be turned into a vampire. Well, and it's almost maids. like it's almost like the writer and director didn't want them to be vampires because like they didn't even mention they were vampires. Mm-hmm. It's like why make a vampire movie and then not lean into it being a vampire? movie? It was like the studio itself was like, yeah, we'll let you produce this movie, but you've got to include it as a vampire film, right? And because of the trailer, because you know it's a vampire movie in the trailer, you don't even have like that bit of. Um, mystery you know you don't Mm -hmm. even get the enjoyment of oh my god this is vampires you know i didn't see that coming you know and i do wonder like i don't think that like it would have been a better film with that mystery but Mm -hmm. it might have been a little bit more thrilling in that moment to find out you know this is what's going on um because it would have been a surprise i think because there wasn't anything that was alluding you to the fact that these were vampires. They also, like, had this weird thing about carnivorous birds. Yeah, there was, like, yeah, it doesn't mean anything. I, don't, I genuinely don't understand why that was even there. I was like, are we are we calling are we calling the uh, brides birds? Right, no. Uh, <laughs> no. What's happening? Um, yeah, and to that point, like, there was just... I feel like at the end of the day, there if they could have just taken... If they had taken out the vampire part of it, it was no better than, like, after. <laughs> you know, like, just one of those bad, mm-hmm. slow romance movies. And, like, that's just... I'm just I don't, I don't want to see that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's not what I signed up for. No, and I, I have a feeling a lot of horror fans are probably just like man so i'm surprised that on imdb it has a 5.3 me too and of course like i already exited out but a lot of the reviews are like if you didn't watch the trailer this was a good movie and i was like what (laughs) what do you mean if you watch the trailer i missed that (laughs) yeah you know yeah that missed me by a mile yeah i agree i'm just i don't know maybe we went in with low expectations i expected it to be bad Mm -hmm. and it was worse than I expected. I expected it to be bad, and I would have rather watched Morbius. Yeah, yeah, which is saying something. Day Shift is the the premier vampire movie of the year so far. <laughs> oh God, I know that says a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at least, so um, at least at least Day Shift was fun. This movie wasn't fun. So let's rate this movie. Oh God, yeah. You you want to do first? Yeah, I'm gonna rate it two uh, carnivorous birds. Mm-hmm. Out of five. I agree. I had two carnivorous birds out of five. I had already put that in my letterbox as a two, so I was ready for uh, that review. So yeah. two out of five, yeah. I think that's our lowest rated to date. Yeah, it's really sad because it, sad. it was actually a pretty movie. Yeah. Well, um, very well shot. The director, and again, I like the writer. I like Hellfest a lot. Um, so there's, but there's, I don't know how I they went wrong. I don't think that the actors did anything particularly no. wrong. I feel like everything was in the writing of this. There was hardly a story at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just not worth the time that no. it took to watch it. And especially if you're going to spend $15 at the movies, just don't. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till it's on Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's a shame Yeah, that it turned out this way. It mm-hmm. didn't need to. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't have much more to say about Me it. Me neither. It yeah. was... It was what it was. It's one I'll forget about and never watch it again. Yeah, pretty <laughs> Unfortunately. much. It is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I that... mean, I guess their fangs looked cool. Yeah, hers. I remember when her fangs came in, they, they looked like baby fangs. Like, they were very small. Oh, and there was so many scenes, like, after she became a vampire where she had, like, to hiss. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, that was so, so cringy. Yeah, when she started hissing at Mr. Field, the butler. Yeah, yeah I was like, so Ugh. cringy. I was yeah. like, just stop it. Stop it, girl. Stop <sighs> just stop it. it. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's the invitation. <laughs> if you want to watch something good with vampires in it, don't watch this. Just go watch The Vampire Diaries or something. Yeah, much better. <laughs> or, or yeah, or if you're just looking for a fun B-movie, go watch Day Shift. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I won't recommend Day Shift, but <laughs> Roby recommends Day Shift. I do. Go watch it I if think you want to have fun. If you want to have a real good time, go watch Midnight Mass. That's true, but that one's just so dark. So it's such a oh, deep, yeah. dark show. But it's a scary vampire movie. Yeah. That's yeah. Or, or show. Mark, Mike Flanagan. That's, I just want something like that in film so I know. bad. I know. Give me a real creepy, scary Nosferatu-style vampire right? movie. I crave it. You know the guy who directed uh, The Witch and the Lighthouse and he did The Northman, Robert yes. Eggers? He is doing a Nosferatu movie. <gasps> that could be cool. I'm very excited. I know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I want for those sure. creepy vibes, and he know. does have some seriously sinister vibes. I like. I like Robert Eggers. Oh, Northman's not my favorite, but I love Witch and I love uh, Lighthouse. So we'll see. Yeah, what Yeah, I from him have only really liked the Witch. Yeah, I but lo- I he love does the have Lighthouse. a tone in his movies that I think would be good with the vampire mm-hmm. style. So. I don't know. You're it could be very hit or miss. Your beans. <laughs> you shouldn't have spilled your beans. Robert, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. I mean, you can't go wrong there. I love mm-hmm. that movie. That's a chaotic movie. It is a chaotic movie. <laughs> All right, but this isn't about the lighthouse. It isn't this about is, the lighthouse. This is about the invitation, which uh, we cannot recommend. No, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. So uh, rotten. <laughs> So sorry uh, to everybody involved in the making of that movie. It yeah, just... keep doing what you're doing. I, I will definitely love to see what you do next. Again, I love Hellfest, so I'm, I'm you know. Yeah, this just wasn't a winner for me. It wasn't Hellfest, yeah. Um, yeah, so let us know uh, how you felt about the movie. If you did go see it, comment on our Instagram or our YouTube, you know, anywhere you can find us. Please give us a rating on our podcast. Yep. Country and... Fried Horror everywhere. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see you next time, guys. Yeah, see you later. Good.